where we get into trouble is that comparison and 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 truly coveting when we start to look around and want what someone else has and that's not what God made us to do, but it is hard because we know how loud the world is. So we can stop that coveting. And if that just plants a seed in someone where they, as they start to do the comparison, they go, hold on, am I coveting right now? I think just having that awareness will help them shift the way they view and do business. That's Aaron Harrigan, and you are listening to Sister Grow Your Business, the podcast dedicated to helping you, the female Christian entrepreneur, start and grow your business God's way. My name is Brian Dixon, your marketing mentor and business coach. I'm so glad that you're here. Now let's go ahead and dive into the show. Aaron, welcome to the show. Brian, it is such an honor. I'm really excited for our conversation today. I'm I'm so glad that you're here. Now, for those that don't know of you and the incredible work that you do, tell us a little bit about you, your audience, and what you offer. Yeah, sure. So I'm Erin Harrigan. I'm a Christian business coach. I really work with ambitious Christian women in business who, you know, we tend to be overachievers. We tend to get overwhelmed. And sometimes we've got great success, but we are just unfulfilled. And I help them to redefine hustle and put a biblical foundation under their business so they can pursue success God's way and have greater kingdom impact. I love that. Okay. I have to ask a follow-up question. Please. Is it okay for Christians to be ambitious? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think we struggle with that a little bit, right? Because we think, well, if I'm ambitious and I'm a go-getter, you know, the world's noise is so loud and so chaotic. But I always point to Paul, who I think was the personification of the ambitious Christian. You know, he was ambitious when he was a Pharisee. I mean, he was doing his job, right, persecuting. But then he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And I believe we have that same opportunity that, that God created us the way he has for a purpose. And so I think it's absolutely okay to be ambitious. I think it really comes down to what is our intention behind that? And are we allowing God to be in the driver's seat of our ambition? I love that. Are we allowing God to be in the driver's seat of our ambition? That's such yeah. a, it's such a great example of, of Paul because he was naturally ambitious. And, and I think specifically, right. For females, Christian females, that ambition is not looked upon in a positive way. Yeah. I think that we tend to have grown up sort of being, boxed into this idea that ambitious is, is being aggressive. I know I always say that I am a recovering driver, striver, and achievement chaser. And so sometimes there is a very negative connotation to that ambition. And once we step outside of that, and I know we'll touch on this later, kind of what is this, this one piece of mindset that I like to focus in on. And we realize that we are, our identity is what the Lord says it is. And right. therefore, if he made us to be ambitious, then he did that purposely. And so it's okay to embrace that. Yes, absolutely. So what's one habit or tool or system process that's helped you start and grow your business? Yeah. So for me, it's really about a daily discipline, sort of this daily mode of operation. So I'm a list maker. Um, if I don't have something on the list and I do it, I put it on the list so I can cross it off, <laughs> but we can make that daily discipline or idle. And so the, the, the practice around this is to start with the Lord first, giving him our first fruits 
and our last fruits of the day, starting the day with him before we pick up the phone and start moving. Are we spending time with him in prayer, in the word as the director of our day? When we do that, and someone said this to me recently when we were chatting about coaching, she said, you know, what I feel like you sometimes teach us is that we have our to-do list, but we need to view that to Jesus and Jesus telling us it is done. So instead of getting anxious about that, just putting parameters around the day, putting boundaries. Um, we I have a daily dash tool that I use in my coaching because it's really easy for us to make a list of a million things and then get frustrated when we're not product when we're not productive and not finishing them. But if we can do that in a practical way every day, it completely changes how our day goes. It completely changes the impact that we have. Mm. So from your perspective as a, as a business coach, what's something that you see maybe female Christian entrepreneurs doing that it's probably not in their best interest or they just need to stop it? I think there's two things that I would say. Um, first of all, I'm going to say they need to start with Jesus. And yeah. I think that we feel like we know that intuitively as Christian women, but I don't believe, I mean, you talk about this and I know others and I do feel like there's not a lot of conversation about how do we sort of bridge that faith and business? Because we have our business people out yeah. in our world who are like right. business, business. And then we have faith, right. Who are like, love Jesus, love Jesus. But how do we marry the two? And so I think first and foremost, they need to start by being in prayer daily in the morning, starting their day with him. Too often I see us, and I count myself in this because I struggle with it, jumping at the first opportunity instead of listening. I tend to be a risk taker. I'm an adventure seeker. Um, I get Sometimes I get bored easily, but I don't often let him lead. I don't give him margin in that. So I think the first thing that we've got to do in our business to grow, to start, is to start with him. Mm -hmm. um, the piece that I think that we need to stop doing as coveting, and that is not a word that we tend to use in today's vernacular, right? Yeah. It seems to be ancient, but it's actually very relevant because that's where comparison leads us. When we're looking left and right, which we know throughout the Bible, the word tells us not to do that. When we're looking on social media and we're seeing somebody's so much further ahead, you know, it's a very filtered view of what life looks like, or we see their accomplishments. But this idea of not coveting, not so desiring what someone else has, I mean, it's a commandment, right? I mean, God clearly tells us not to covet. And God is no respecter of person. So what he can do for someone else, another woman entrepreneur, he can do for me. However, he gave me specific fruit to yield. He gave you specific fruit to yield. My fruit is not yours. Yours is not mine. So what he's predestined each of us to do is unique. Mm -hmm. um, and so that where we get into trouble is that comparison and 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 truly coveting when we start to look around and want what someone else has. And that's not what God made us to do, but it is hard because we know how loud the world is. So if we can stop that coveting, and if that just plants a seed in someone where they, as they start to do the comparison, they go, hold on, am I coveting right now? I think just having that awareness will help them shift the way they view and do business. That's incredible. I've, I've done like over 20 interviews for the show and it's the first time this word has come up. Wow. We've said comparison. Yep. We've said imposter syndrome. Yeah. But we haven't said coveting. And that's really the heart. That's the root 
of where comparison and imposter syndrome come from is coveting, wanting somebody else's platform, wanting someone else's gift. And not all of us are stewarded with the same gifting and not all of us are given the same opportunity. And so what does that coveting lead to? It leads to envy, envy, jealousy, Mm. malice. And yet we're not calling that out. We're talking about all kinds of other issues that aren't even mentioned in the Bible, but we're not really focusing on some of those root sins that just keep popping up. Yeah. And I think the hard part is um, in today's world, (laughs) there are just certain things we don't want to say, right? And we don't want to point it back to the sin. And I believe that that coveting leads to other, other things as well. I believe it leads to idolatry. That was an issue in my business. My business became my idol. My business became my savior. I mean, that's how all of this idea of how do we redefine hustle and pursue success God's way started? Um, so I appreciate that you bring that up because I don't think it's a word that we use because maybe we don't understand it or we think, well, how does that apply today? But that's the root. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's one Bible verse or a biblical principle that has been sort of your go-to? So for me, the foundational verses of my business, this, this idea of hustle with heart, um, are John 15, four and five. So, you know, abide in me and I, and you as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me, I am the vine. You are the branches, whoever abides in me and I, in him, it is he that bears much, not just some, but much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. The reason this is foundational for me is because we, as a branch, speaking from my own experience, we want to be our own tree, right? Yeah. And so make our own fruit. We want to make our own fruit, right? And not only do we want to make our own fruit, we want to make somebody else's fruit too. But the point is, if you picture the vine, I'm kind of closing my eyes. If anybody sees this Mm -hmm. for the visual, if you picture the vine and you as the branch connected to it, all nourishment flows from the vine, all definition of who we are and what we are to do flows from the vine. All direction of what we're supposed to be doing in business flows from the vine. If we don't have that, listen, there are plenty of people who are successful without the Lord. And we look around and guess what we do? We covet, right? But in that nourishment, the business that he's given us as a vehicle becomes bigger than who we are. It's not about us. And if we don't have him you know, sort of, I know it's sort of tongue in cheek, like Jesus take the wheel, but it's so true. If we're not letting him nourish us and guide us, we can very easily wither on that Mm -hmm. vine. We can Mm -hmm. very easily um, die on that vine. And so for me, this idea of the abiding means aligning. It means being connected. It means being enmeshed with, we're doing everything with him as the, as him as the vine and us as the branch then our businesses will flourish. It may not flourish the way we think it should or the way the world defines it. But that foundation of him as the vine, whenever I'm off track, it pulls me back in to say, hold on, where is my nourishment? Am I trying to nourish myself? And that self-concept is rampant in today's world. Just a quick second to tell you about a free resource that's going to help you get clarity as you seek to start and grow your business. It's called the One Page Business Blueprint, and I'm going to give it to you for free. You just go to briandixon.com slash blueprint to download it today. I'd love to hear from your perspective. Um, do you, are, are, like, what are you noticing about mindset and, and do you have any 
tools, recommendations, tips when it comes to our mindset? Yeah, for sure. I think the number one thing that I see in the women that I work with, and this was my issue, but I don't think I only see it because it was my issue. I think I'm just more aware is that we have wrapped our identity in achievement. And so if we define ourselves in business by the volume, the sales, the title, the promotion, we are on shifting sands because all of those things can go away in an instant. I think Many people experienced that in the last year and a half, right? So if we are defining ourselves that way, and what we say after the words I am are so powerful because that's you know the, what the Lord told Moses was his name, um, we tend to get in this idea of these mantras and, and these affirmations of I am, I am an XYZ title, I am a multi-million dollar earner. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with having affirmations. But the problem is with our identity connected to all of that, we lose sight of the fact that the only opinion that matters, the only person that can define us is the Lord. And so that is the first step that I work with with all my clients is where is your identity anchored? And so the exercise that I do with them, um, it's called an I am exercise, but anybody can do this. If you go to Ephesians 1 and 2, and you look at what it says you are, you are chosen, you are redeemed. Just go in there and start highlighting. I think also in chapter two, um, I've replaced, you know, sometimes my name in some of those verses. So it reinforces to me who the Lord says I am. You know, he says that we are more than conquerors. Mm -hmm. He says that he knit us together in his in, in our mother's womb and that he knows the number of hairs on our head. You know, he said that we are his workmanship. This is it's kind of giving me chills. Um, and I think that, that that piece of our identity is foundational to everything we do, because if we define ourselves, even by the roles like wife, mother, et cetera, when we have a bad day. What do we do? We tell ourselves that we're not that we're not that thing. So I think the identity piece is is the big thing, because mm -hmm. it all starts with who defines us, yep. who directs us. Yep. And then how do we put that into discipline? so that we can develop into the business owner that he's made us to be. Mm. Identity. Identity is such an important issue. I think it's such a cultural, culturally divisive issue right now. And I think it goes back to what you're saying before about how, how if, if he is the vine, we are the branches. Our identity comes from the Lord. Our identity is not found in what we do. It's not found in, you know, what, what we claim or our activity or even our relationships, but it's found in, in Christ alone. Amen. Like that's such a powerful reminder, Aaron. Yeah. You know, one, one of the hearts behind this show is, uh, is to address an issue that I've seen time and time again in, in our industry, which is really discouragement. It's, mm -hmm. it's discouragement around feeling like I'm behind, I missed <laughs> out. I don't, you know, I, I can't get started. And so I just want to shout from the rooftops. There is so much opportunity, you know, like make the most of every opportunity for the days are evil. And I think one of my, one of my roles is to be a cheerleader of opportunity to say, yeah. listen, sister, like there's a lot of opportunity. You might feel behind, but you start, you start. And so from your perspective, Aaron, as a, as a Christian business coach, where are you seeing opportunity right now? So I'm a big believer in multiple streams of income. I mean, I think um, I think Jennifer Allwood said, and I can't remember the the scripture, but it says, you know, seven, yeah. even eight streams. That's right, Ecclesiastes. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I believe that in the online space, there's there's so much 
an opportunity to work both directly and indirectly with the audience that you want to serve. So I think anything online yeah. um, enables us to do this, but don't be afraid to start a side hustle alongside of a job. I think a lot of times this was my issue when I started my entrepreneur journey 11 years ago in network marketing, and there's nothing wrong with network marketing, but it was sort of this mantra of like, well, you don't want, you got to get out of those golden handcuffs. And listen, that, that is true, but don't be afraid to start, like start somewhere. Like you just said, Brian, like you've got to start. There's a Mm -hmm. saying, I think it's like, you have to start to be good and you have to be good to be greater. I I don't know. So you have to start somewhere. So I think anything That's that's in the online space, um, But here's what I would say. You've got to keep God's priorities in line. His order is God, family, business. And it can be very easy to get caught up in the world thinking, well, I'll just put all that on hold and go go do, 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 right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that you have to give it time. So don't underestimate what you can do in five years, but don't overestimate what you can do in one. And then um, the last thing I would say is that not every, just because you can doesn't mean you should. So really evaluate the opportunities that come across your plate or that you're investigating and pray over them, journal on them. Um, Because I think that it can be easy to look around and say, well, I could go do that business or that business, but is that where the Lord wants you? And it can be very frustrating when we go after a business, it's not really where the Lord wanted us. And then we don't have success and we're like, well, something's wrong with me, which goes back to identity, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. So I, I definitely think there's a lot in the online space, whatever that looks like. That's right. I love it. I, I looked at the verse real quick. It's Ecclesiastes uh, 11, cast your bread upon the waters for you will find it after many days. In other words, you got you to scatter some seed and it might take That's several right. days, many days, it says. Amen. So it might take a couple of years for you to really figure out your business, right? That's right. And then give a portion to seven or even to eight for you do not know what disaster may happen on the earth. That, that my friends, is the number one rationale for multiple streams of income. Absolutely. It's not to build... Uh, even more wealth, even more wealth, even more wealth, although that often happens by having multiple streams, is because you don't know if one of them is going to fail. In other words, don't put all your eggs in one, ba- in, in one basket, right? Don't put everything. This has happened you know, with many of my clients where their, their traffic is only coming from Google, you know, and, and, and they get their, um, their revenue from advertising. Like right. many clients through the years, like that's their whole thing is like they're like a mom blog. Google leads to paid clicks on their ads, Google changes their algorithm, no more traffic, no more clicking on ads, you know, right, or, right. or they're really big on, on Instagram. And then Instagram does something and says, <laughs> you know what, you said some stuff and we're going to block you for a week or we're going to block you for a month or we're going to delete your account. So right. if you have all, everything you're doing in one stream um, right. and that gets canceled or, or gets shut down, then you're done. Right. And that's yeah. directly from the Bible for you do not know what disaster may happen on the earth. And I do believe it's a disaster in our business when we count on just Instagram and the algorithm changes and they say, you know what, if you say Bible, we're not going to let that post go, go live anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's happened about all kinds of stuff already. And, and I, I am convinced that there's an algorithm, you know, that's, that's, that's <laughs> muting certain words. Perhaps there is. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think the other piece of that, Brian, I would say is, you know, for a long time, I was taught in my original business, like this is the be all end all just do this. And the challenge with that is there are people who are in the entertainment industry, they're yeah. performers, they yeah. need multiple streams, right? More now more than ever, uh, more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be, don't be fooled. Don't be distracted 
when the enemy is kind of putting these ideas in your head that like, this is the only way, this is the only way. No, no, no. You got to spread that seed. Just like you said. I love it. So good. Well, Aaron, obviously I could, I could talk to you all day. I think you and I are so in, in line with so much of, of what we do as coaches and also just as Bible people. So f- people just discovering you today, where can they learn more about you? And do you have anything cool to, to offer to the listener? Yeah, for sure. I do. So um, if you are listening to this, you're an ambitious Christian woman, maybe you've had success and you're underfulfilled, overwhelmed or overachieving. I do have my hustle with heart course coming up. The waiting list is open right now. And you can find that at aaronharrigan.com slash course waiting list. That waiting list is open um, through September 1st. So if you hear this after that, registration opens September 8th. But you can find me at aaronharrigan.com, download chapter one of my book, Pursuing Success God's Way, free. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook, but mostly, you know, Aaron Harrigan, entrepreneur, um, come listen to my podcast, all the things. So. So yeah. great. Aaron, I got one last question for you. Sure. Would you pray for our listener today? It would be my honor. Absolutely. <clears throat> Lord God, we, we love you. There are not words big enough, Father God, to express our gratitude for all you are and all you do. And Lord, I ask that you just wrap your arms around these listeners, that you would meet them wherever they are, that the Holy Spirit would move in their heart with what they've heard today. Brian and I have no idea in our conversation what might prick the heart of one of them, but we know that the Holy Spirit knows, Lord God. We pray a hedge of protection around them and their families. And Lord, we pray that whatever they would touch in their business would prosper in your way, that they would continue to walk in the center of your will because it is there that truly blessing exists. Lord, that you would grow their kingdom impact, that you would encourage them to take small steps and that we would not despise small steps, but that you would exponentially and supernaturally expand those steps for the most impact for your kingdom. Lord, we raise all of this to you. And we know that these vehicles of our business are here to glorify you. And we are just grateful to be your vessels. Lord, here we are. Send us in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Aaron, thanks for being on the show. Oh, Brian, thank you so much for this. Thank you so much for checking out the show. If you haven't subscribed yet, this is your opportunity to make sure that you do not miss a show as they come out. Also, if you could leave a comment, let me know where you watch the show, where you're based, what your business is. I'd love to get to know you a little bit more, see how I can help you move your business forward. Thanks again.